the PFF NFL Daily today discussing the PFF 101. That's right. It's time once again to break, break down the best 101 players in the NFL. It used to be a top 100 once upon a time, Sam, but we forgot a guy, put him back in. We've been doing a top 101 for over a decade here. That's the Those are the rules. So uh, it's just based off this season. Sam, you wrote the article over at PFF.com, and uh, we don't care about positional value here. So we're not just listing all the best quarterbacks. We're saying who are the best players by position over a certain sample size. Sorry, Justin Tucker and kickers who only play, you know, 50 snaps or whatever. So PFF 101 is out. What are your early takeaways from the list? Well, first of all, I can't believe I literally just explained to you how if you use the words, it's time, Bruce Buffer is going to sue your ass. And initially, say? immediately you go, it's time. It's time for the one-on-one. I First thing you said, you broke it right out. You, well, you put it in my head. You've just brought a lawsuit down upon us, and frankly, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm going to. We were talking myself. about that off air. How Bruce has that thing locked down, mm-hmm. and and it seems crazy to me. Like you can't put those two words together without him uh, sending lawyers after you, huh? I, the, the, I, I look. I'm. We're already in deep enough trouble. I'm not making it worse by suggesting how litigious or otherwise Bruce may or may not be. I, I would appreciate if our millions and millions of listeners did not tag Bruce Buffer in this video so God. as to keep me from getting sued. All right, yeah, so the on. important the important thing about the one-on-one is that position uh, agnostic thing, right? It's not the most valuable positions in the NFL. It's just the best players. It's like our version, uh, the, the Dwight Stevenson Award that we have, we give to the best player in the NFL, not the most valuable player in the NFL. And the difference between... The 101 list and the awards that we give out at the end of the season is that the 101 counts the playoffs as well. So it comes out immediately after the Super Bowl. So we have the entirety of the postseason, which, let's be honest, are some of the most important games, you know, in the season. Um, So it's important to count those. Uh, So when you look at this list, a lot of the guys are players that won the PFF awards. Trent Williams, I think, is still the best player in the NFL, even if the 49ers didn't make it all the way to the Super Bowl. But number two, we have Aaron Donald, who, you know, fittingly just won himself and the Rams a Super Bowl with those plays at the end of that game, was incredible this season again. Number three, Cooper Cup, the Super Bowl MVP, the guy with the most insane statistical season from a wide receiver in NFL history. Uh, And that I think is a pretty good one, two, three. Yeah, and it's it, we had Zach Martin, the guard from the Cowboys, at four. So you got a lot of dudes in the trenches, three out of four there, right? So uh, the ability to grade every player on every play. We can have guards in the top four because, again, positional value uh, not necessarily taken into account there. That is where most of the complaints come from, right? PFF says this guard is better than Patrick Mahomes or whatever it is, right? Uh, so hold those complaints. Relax with the complaints. We explain, you know, what we're doing here. I love that Debo Samuel... Is it eight? You only called him a wide receiver, but it feels like he should have gotten that wide receiver slash running back tag there because Debo with a 90.4 overall PFF grade doing it in two legitimate different roles. He stands out to me. And then Micah Parsons at number 10 as a rookie for the Dallas Cowboys. I know we've talked a lot about Parsons, but man, what he was able to do as a pure linebacker and as an edge defender, we just have not seen before. Maybe not. I don't want to say in NFL history, but one of the best defensive rookie seasons in NFL history legitimately was. Yeah, I mean, when you there over 2000 players play in the NFL in any given season and for a guy to come in and in his first year in his rookie year to be ranked amongst the top 10 of those 2000 plus players is pretty crazy and that's what Micah Parsons did this past season. Um 
you know, we, we've talked about this before, but just running through exactly what happened in his season where the Cowboys essentially missed on a couple of cornerbacks that they wanted in the draft, almost sort of panicked, grabbed Micah Parsons as like a consolation prize, grabbed him as an off-the-ball linebacker at a position of need where they had Leighton Van Der Esch, they had Jalen Smith, they wanted to upgrade at that spot. They grabbed Parsons, and all of a sudden, injury strike on that defensive line. They need pass rushers. So they say to Micah Parsons, hey, we need you to step down to the defensive line to man, you know, rush the passer a little bit and try and help us out in these couple of games. And it just turns out that he's incredible at that. And he had the best uh, pass rushing grade of any player at any position in the NFL this year. And then he was able to go back and play linebacker at the same time. So Dan Quinn deserves a ton of credit as well for taking advantage of the fact that he became this freakish hybrid weapon that was able to rush the passer on the defensive line, but also play off the ball linebacker and drop into deep coverage zones or cover linebackers and or cover tight ends and running backs out of the backfield. It, it's an incredible season what we saw from him. For the people that say PFF doesn't give proper love to running backs, this is the type of list where we can give proper love. Jonathan Taylor comes in at 15, the Colts running back. Awesome season from him, 65 force missed tackles and 3.8 yards after contact per rush. The other couple names I really want to highlight, Max Crosby, edge defender from the Raiders, comes in at 12. We kept waiting all season. When's he going to come back down to earth? He never really did. Uh, Unreal job by him this year, putting it all together. Always had physical skills, always had uh, flashes of of really good play, but he, he put it all together this year. And then Jordan Mailata being there at number 22. Those are the two names. If you told me three years ago, Max Crosby and Jordan Mailata, the starting left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, Mailata here, that they would be on the PFF 101 and both in the top 22, that would have sounded absolutely crazy. But Crosby's development and then Mailata's development from, uh, what did he play in Australia? Rugby, rugby league. Just rugby league. From a, from a ball carrier in rugby to a left tackle and not just becoming a starting left tackle. That's a that's a miraculous story in and of itself, becoming one of the best left tackles in the league. Awesome job by Jordan Mailata here. Yeah, his story is crazy. I mean, he didn't he he picked up football in 2018. Like that was the first time he played this game at all. Um, gets drafted in the seventh round for a guy who picked up football in 2018. That that on its own is pretty crazy. He then ends up winning the starting job in Philadelphia and not just over anybody like it wasn't just a problem area that needed a body and there was a you know a a space to be won he won that job from a first round draft pick he superseded um, the guy that they drafted to actually take that job in the first round Andre Dillard and won that job from him and that's the kind of thing that almost never happens like teams want that first round pick to win that job. They have draft pick invested in it. They do not want to uh, flip that to somebody else on the depth chart. So for him to win that job is crazy. He then earns himself a big money extension with his play and doesn't just sort of settle in at that level, but is still getting better. I mean, takes the big money contract, has a career year after that. And given the fact that he only picked up the game in 2018, he might still be improving. Like we might not have seen the best of Jordan Mailata already. Because when you look at his physical gifts and his talent and his size and his athleticism and movement skills, there might not be a better player in the NFL at his position. I mean, right now, Trent Trent Williams is the is setting the standard. I don't know if Trent Williams can match Mailata in terms of all of those physical tools. 
We'll see if Mylotta can continue to improve. Yeah, really incredible that he's just a handful of years into his football story. I'll let you highlight any other names you want to, but uh, at 34, Rashawn Gary from the Green Bay Packers. Got to give credit where credit is due with Gary. Two years of mediocre production, but at the end of 2020, he was really good, right? He started to show, hey, he can rush the passer a little bit. And, you know, the big debate with him that we were in the middle of during draft time, is he worth the first round pick? I mean, I was saying no. I was saying I would, I would take him in the second because there's a chance he becomes this, but it felt like a low a low chance right. proposition. But he did it. 89.8 grade in year three here. Gary putting the physical tools uh, and, and actually, you know, putting up some production with them. And one of his best games was the losing playoff game against the 49ers. I mean, Gary played out of his mind in that game and was really unfortunate to come out on the losing side of that. Um, uh, sticking with the same team, um, Devondre Campbell at linebacker, a guy who nothing in his career prior to this season suggested that he was capable of this kind of season. And he has an all-pro caliber season over a 1,000 snaps at linebacker for the Green Bay Packers, has a, a PFF grade above 85. His career baseline up until that point had been like below 60. Um, so just an incredible season from him to launch himself all the way as high as number 40 on the top 101 is really impressive. All right. The, the 101 goes back to what, 2009 or 10, Sam, right? Something uh, like that. Let me find out for you. I got the, uh, the spreadsheet open right now. 2010 I just, was the first one. All right. So I just want to highlight the fact that one of the years, it got really intense, right? We were trying to figure out who's number 101 on the list. This year, uh, Mr. Somewhat Irrelevant here will say, Matt Hennessy, the starting center for the Atlanta Falcons, breakout season for him in year two. And one once upon a time, there was heavy debate about Raiders fullback slash wide receiver Marcel Reese. It split PFF in half. We had to, we had to like call the authorities to, uh, you know, to make a decision. Two of us were just, we were saying, no, there's no way. Two of us said, yes, it was, uh, it was dark day at PFF debating mm -hmm. Marcel Reese for one Oh one dark day. Indeed. Um, Didn't I tell that story last year at one point? Probably. Yeah, probably did. You have a habit of repeating yourself. We all do. Yeah. My, uh, my wife just told me that too. Apparently I do that in all, all walks of life. So, uh, anyway, PFF one one it's over there at PFF.com. Enjoy tear it apart. And, uh, if you have any issues, don't forget to tag at PFF underscore Sam. It's the PFF NFL daily.